Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the VGL podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and here with me, I have the arbiter to my master chief, the amazing Kevin Almighty Drizzle. How you doing today, Kev? Good, man. Doing, doing great. <laughs> great. Didn't we hate the arbiter when he first came? When he first came? I feel like I did. There were redemption arcs, okay? <laughs> what is this, Attack on Titan with that little bitch? Oh, Gabby, let's not get started. (laughs) Well, I mean, would you rather me call you Cortana? Nah, I mean, it depends on what you want to do to me, I guess. Put you in my pocket. Are you referring to the TV version Cortana, or are you talking about like Halo 3 Cortana, because they're vastly different? Uh, Vastly different. (laughs) No, I'm doing great, man. Back to work, off today, obviously, or not off today, but off work finally. Going a little later tomorrow. Tomorrow's my Friday, so I'm super jones for that. How uh, how you been, man? Can't complain. Um, I took off work yesterday just because I wanted a little mental health day, and it's just uh, kind of been taking it day by day. Can we can we talk about how people don't use sick days for mental health days? As they they need to. It. I I am a huge advocate for using sick days for mental health days. Absolutely. Because it's ridiculous, like, oh, you you get frowned upon, looked down upon for actually taking a day off? Mm -hmm. What the hell? That's why they give it to you, but oh, you're supposed to not use them. And the thing is, it pisses me off a lot, is coworkers get mad. I'm like, motherfucker, you're wrong at the mad person. You need to start start getting mad at the person that signed your paycheck. You don't need to get mad at me because we're short-staffed because one person called out and the world falls apart. That's that's terrible management. That's what that is. Well, it's good to be back here with you, and as always, we are a podcast based on video games, and we're not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. And today, we have a fun topic, but before we get into it, Kev, what you drinking today? I am drinking something a little special, a uh, little show you guys might have heard of and then kind of fell off the face of the earth. It's uh, Johnny Walker's A Song of Fire Blended Scotch Whiskey. Oh, they came out with, uh, yeah, they came out with three of these, and it's got a really cool label. It's red and shiny. It's like red and orange, and it's got one of the dragons on the front with Johnny Walker just like oh, that's pretty skipping look. the dude out day on the scales. Like I said, they came out with three of them. I know one of them was the the... I want to say Walkers, but I know that's Dead Rising, uh, not Dead Rising, Walking Dead. This one, this one's really good. It's a little sweeter. It's, uh, it's got a little bit of spice, a little bit of sweet, so it gets that, that nice little mixture to it. It's really good. My buddy got it for me. There was a place on going out of business here, a liquor store in Ocean City. They had this, so he bought that for me. So appreciate that, Wookie. Shout out to Wookie. Uh, you guys are going to hear more about him later on in the podcast when we talk about our topic later on. But that's what I'm drinking. Andrew, what uh, what you drinking? Um, I don't really have much new that's in my inventory at the moment, so I reached into 
the good old trusty mini fridge, and I pulled out a dogfish head vodka crush, blood orange in a can. Ooh. Already pre-made vodka crush. Ah, oh, they're they're always so tasty. What kind of is it? Orange crush? A uh, blood orange. Blood orange. Okay. So I'm not the biggest blood orange fan, but uh, like I don't have any of those other orange crushes. The little smaller, the dented cans. Mm. <laughs> oh, I went through those quick. So I I had these dogfish head ones instead. I've never had a blood orange, and I don't think I can because of Dexter. Do you remember the opening scene? When that opening crawl creeped me the fuck out. Are, are, are we talking about the uh, the murderer Dexter or the uh, DD get out of my laboratory? <laughs> no, not Dexter's lab. We're talking about the murderer Dexter. Do you remember the intro to that where it was like close up to everything and it was supposed to mimic him killing something? Yeah. The blood orange one always creeped me the fuck That and when he was eating the ham. Because I don't know what it was, but like he had a real close up of his mouth. But I remember him squeezing the blood orange, and I was like, that looks fucking disgusting. Like, I, I feel like I would like a blood orange, but just because of that alone, I'm like, mm, nah. It definitely has a more unique taste to it. It's like, you can see how it's, you can taste how it's similar to an orange, but it has, uh, I, don't even, I don't even know if I could say, like, more of a tartness to it. But, uh, yeah, I, I went into it trying to remember what it tasted like, and I'm thinking, oh, it's it's an orange. No, it's a blood orange. There is a difference. I might have to try one just to see what it's about, and then I can hate it for. I can have a reason to hate it besides Dexter. Exactly. You don't want Dexter to be the only reason that you hate something. Come on now. (laughs) True, true. Well, let's see how how strong that these drinks are going to be for this episode. Let's get into Kev. What you playing? You just got old, old. Well, I will preface this by saying, of course, uh, I am a new dad, so I haven't had much time. But I have played a couple things. I modded my 3DS. Talked about that last episode. Still playing some Majora's Mask 3D on the 3DS uh, when I can. Usually, right before I go to bed, I'll do a little bit. Popped in another Zelda game. Uh, My wife... Uh, and I have been spending a lot more time in the bedroom, not that way. Uh, <laughs> she's been feeding the baby in the bedroom, so I brought my Switch into the, the bedroom. And I've been playing Cadence of Hyrule. Never beat it. I played it I played it when it first came out. Really enjoyed it. I just never beat it. Most likely, my short attention span saw something else, and I was like, yes, let's play that. But went through that. Uh, I realized how terrible I am at rhythm. Um, mostly because I would hear the music and I would get into a real good rhythm, like real good, but then the music would switch, but I was still, I was still in the same cadence, even though the music had switched. And I was like, I didn't know that it wasn't the same. I thought it was the same beat every time. So finally got that under control. And I remember my wife was, uh, watching me play. And if you go, if you play too badly, uh, you can't, you have to move in time with the music. If you mess up too many times, the game is like, hey, just let you know you can do it on fixed beat mode where the enemies and the music only plays when you move. And my wife was like, you suck. And I was like, (laughs) 
bro, fucking shut up, man. <laughs> it's like, get off my dick. Do you need easy mode? <laughs> no. Okay, I beat it. I don't think there's a hard... I don't remember. Uh, I did beat it. I need to go through and get the DLC, which DLC just kind of adds characters. I only played as Link. I unlocked like four or five different characters, but I was like, I'm play as Link. Because of uh, obvious reasons, it's Link. I love Link. Yeah, I played it too. It was it was fun. Yeah. I remember you playing it. Uh, I think you said you were afraid you are going to beat it too quickly because it's a very short game. It's like five hours long, I think. I, I think I played it uh, in three consecutive days. I streamed it on short streams, and I ended up beating it on stream. Like, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I played as the uh, the new character more than mm-hmm. either Zelda or Link, as, like, as those are also playable characters. Or not not Zelda. It was, uh, it was somebody that was like, resembling... They had Zelda. they had the gold hair, right? Yeah. Now they are I've never played it, but they are from Crypt of the Necromancer. Or Dancer. I can't remember which one. I have to look it up later. But that's the same type of game, and then Cadence Hyrule came out. So that character is from the original version of this game. Oh, okay. And then somehow I don't know how it came to fruition, but they made a Zelda style of it, I guess because the music I mean Zelda has really great music, so it fits. But if you if you enjoy that and you enjoy that character, I definitely suggest that game. And then I did find time since our last recording a little bit. Uh, I've got about I don't know, 25, 30 hours into Elden Ring now. Uh, what? Elden Ring came to my door while we were recording the last episode. And I was like, all right, we got to finish this episode up. I got fucking shit to do. I heard the dogs bark. I know the delivery came. Yeah. That fucking game is amazing. I I love it. It does have its downsides to it, but it is it's so fun and the world is huge. Uh I went with the Dex build. I created my daughter actually. I made what I think she would look like, but it doesn't matter because like 5 hours into the game, I got this helmet that looks like a cat cuz there's these like gargoyle cats that really fuck you up. And they dropped their helmet. So I've just been wearing this cat helmet for the rest of my gameplay. And then I got these sweet-ass Wolverine claws. Nice. So I fucking, I'm looking like a, a stone cat running around killing people. <laughs> I've been having such a blast with that game. I cannot recommend it enough. It, it's very pretty. It's one thing that I don't think people think about Dark Souls-type-esque games when it comes. But they, they, they make it very pretty. I remember playing Demon Souls for the PS5, and I went into this castle for the first time, and I was like, holy shit, this is, I felt like this was, that was the first time that I was like, all right, this feels like next gen, because how, how fucking amazing it looked. I don't want to go too much into Elden Ring, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't done it. I will say that I'm kind of tempted to do, try the speedrun for it. I've never done a Dark Souls-esque speedrun, but... Someone has already done an any percent run, which I don't know what it takes. Uh, I'm not sure if it does major skips. I'm assuming it does in 50 minutes. And he died like three times. Yeah. So it's very, there's groom to grow. This. Oh, that's interesting because the last time I'd heard about somebody completing it for a speed run, it was two and a half hours. Yeah. And it was, what, what was it? A no hit? Like a no damage taken, but uh mm-hmm. I mean, of course, he had, like, you know, kills and damage given, but you know that there's going to be some speed run coming up of, like, no no damage given, like, no uh, 
some way around it that's like mm-hmm. oh, i'm just gonna run through glitch through and my favorite runs to watch of the dark soul games there's a couple people that try and go through the, in one sitting they try and go through the entire series no hits like they don't get hit which is oh. insane like yeah. not, not like not like they don't kill but like they don't get hit whatsoever it is insane because i mean you got to think about it dark souls one through three they'll do sekiro They'll do Demon Souls. I feel like there's one other. Oh, Bloodborne. They'll do Bloodborne. And now they'll do Elden Ring. Not getting hit. It's insane. I remember one guy like broke down in tears because he got hit on like Dark Souls 3. It was like the final boss. He had, he had done one, one, two, did three, and got hit. So those are really fun to watch. I've seen a couple of clips where people are like going against this big-ass boss, and it's got the large health bar at the bottom, and they're dodging all the attacks, and they finally get away, and like, all right, I might actually win this. I might, uh, like, a fucking ram sheep comes out of nowhere and, like, hits him in the ass and kills him. Like, oh, okay. I think the best thing about Elden Ring has been the memes. Uh, there's some really, really solid memes I'll have to share in the Discord later. I was watching one of my favorite streamers play through it on YouTube. And I've only been watching up to what I I've seen. So he would, if he would went to an area that I didn't go to, I was like, all right, we got to stop. Someone in his chat was like, I can barely hear what the people are saying. He's like, it doesn't matter what they're saying. They always say the move off the wall shit, and it's always quiet. It's always like the fourth ring of the twelfth bell. You go westward towards the sunlight, and it's like. But if I increase the volume, then I go fight a boss. Then it's like, ha, 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 ha. And it's, that's exactly how it is, man. Like, <laughs> everyone talks so fucking quietly. And then the music comes in. And it's fucking so loud. So he's like, I chose a heavy medium. <laughs> you deal with it. I'll put, subtitles are on. Just read. Oh, man. Oh, enough, of, enough of what I've been fucking playing. What are you even playing, man? Oh, so, I mean, I've. I've still been doing a little bit of the Genshin Impact. Um, a couple of events came out, and it haven't been really much, much to mention of what I've been interested in for the events. I enjoy that Genshin Impact does stay relevant, does stay up to date. They do try to keep everything fresh because they have people that have been playing for over a year, and they have people that have been playing for a week. So they try to incorporate things that everybody can kind of be a part of, and they put events out that like everybody can kind of participate in as long as they've reached a certain respective area so Mm -hmm. i mean that's bravo to them for being able to continue doing that for a free game that anything that you do pay for or purchase or whatnot isn't for the like pay to win experience it's just like i'm just trying to not want to farm all the materials or i want the characters buffed up more because there's no there's no pvp it's just all pve like you can co-op the pve and whatnot but there's no pvp and i think that's a a huge aspect to it as well and there's a an event that was going on that you basically do bartender things and all throughout the entire thing is like even though that you're a character that has it's almost like you time skipped 500 years into the future and then you're seeing like the world as it is 500 years later after your home home world got blown up you're still too young to do anything alcohol related 
So the, and it's like the whole time they incorporate that, like because there's this person that drinks, that person that drinks, this person that drinks, like you know the pirate or the uh, the bard, they all drink. There's a tavern where there's a local winery. It's all incorporated for the drinking, but your character just doesn't partake, which is great because that doesn't encourage you know the drinking for any of the younger generations that may be playing a game like this. It kind of keeps it more fresh and open for everybody. I've been playing some Warzone, of course. I was playing last night with Mr. Anderson, as well as Star-Lord and Shiner, and we ended up getting a hefty amount of wins off of Rebirth Island, so that was a lot of fun. That was probably the the most enjoyable I've been able to play Warzone in a while, because it was very lighthearted. Everybody was able to just kind of have a good time. We didn't feel the burden of hacker cheaters, whatnot. Like, it, it didn't weigh down on us. If there was a problem, we just kind of brushed our shoulders off and kept going. Just had a fun time. And that's an experience that I miss. And also, preparation for today's episode, I plugged in Vanguard. Call of Duty Vanguard. And I played some multiplayer for it. Because I wanted to unlock a, a certain gun that is easier to unlock off of the multiplayer than trying to do that with just the Warzone. The Warzone. Oh, God. Why do I always <laughs> sound so fucking old when I say Because you are old. D- shut up. You guys catching them Pokemans? <laughs> them Pokemans? God, my dad would say that. Like, that's how he said Pokemon, is the Pokemon. <laughs> it, oh, man. That was in 96. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm scratching my head right now, just remembering. But yeah, so I've I've been playing Vanguard, and I've been I I took a step back from it long enough that multiplayer is actually kind of interesting again. Not saying that I'm gonna dive full into multiplayer like I like I used to always do, but it was fun actually having the chance to do just a multiplayer hardcore team deathmatch, shooting people up. I miss those. I really do. I got so tired of battle royales very quickly like i played PUBG when it was at its like top of its game i played when there were more clothes to pick up than weapons and the maps required vehicles but the vehicles didn't fucking work like you would just drive and they would they would crash and explode uh i still blame them for fortnite being so popular i i wholeheartedly blame them because they couldn't get their shit together they couldn't update their game so people went to fortnite fortnite was free so it did have its advantages but PUBG was still reigning supreme. Absolutely. But I just, after that, I played a little bit of Apex. I did the beta for one of the Call, Call of Duties, and I was like, this is not for me. I, I don't feel like playing for 25 minutes to not see a fucking soul when they get shot in the head. So I, I, I miss playing multiplayer, because I don't play multiplayer now. Uh, I don't have time to feel like a I suck at video games, because I, I want to play like three matches. I get teabagged because i can't fucking aim anymore yeah it's one of those things it's i can't even say it's like riding a bike because you have to ride that bike for several hours (laughs) in close proximity to get back to actually being somewhat decent at it again because when you when you step away it's like a lot of times it's very good it's for mental health it's for realizing that there may not be the options out there that interest you that are relevant at the time sometimes it's sometimes it's because you don't have any more controllers because you broke them all yeah that too (laughs) that's another topic for another day (laughs) 
But I mean, yes, it's it, it can be like riding a bike, but you know that bike takes a little while to get back you and get used to. I'm trash at it now, for sure. We played Halo for a little while, and I was talking to my buddy Wookie about this. I was like, "What happened to fucking Halo, man?" Because I was Jones for that to come out, and he was like, "Well, it's the the experience." I was like, "Yeah, you're right," because the experience system was so dumb. Oh yeah. All you had to do was play a match, and you got experience points. It didn't matter what you did. So there's no point to ranked, because nobody ranked gave a shit either. It's not like if you won the match, you got more experience. That was very upsetting. That and the customization was whack. Uh, that was like really the last multiplayer game I played. Because the customization was a lot of pay to pay to win. Like, but it wasn't even <laughs> winning. It was just you know, pay for yeah. their battle pass, pay for their thing, and you can unlock a shoulder pad. Yeah, and uh, I'm not about that. Uh, especially with the the season pass, how crazy that was. Yeah. So that's a shame, but maybe I'll find some multiplayer games, especially now that I'll be a stay-at-home dad. Maybe I'll find something to get into. I thought about downloading Apex because uh, a couple of my buddies were playing it again, and I was like, I, I I went on my Xbox. I was like, all right, search Apex, and it was like 95 gigabytes, and I was like, not today. <laughs> not today. Because it's what? It's like 12 seasons in or something like yeah. that? Like, it's crazy. And there are a lot of characters that you have to figure out what they do, what they can do against you, and then who you're going to be. There's been a, like, at least a good th- two or three new maps since you last played. Mm-hmm. If you start playing again, I'll play <laughs> with you. I don't know how good we will do. We will definitely stay towards the bottom of the bronze lobby, but... uh. <laughs> I don't care about winning, man. I just want to kill somebody. Like, that's a win in a battle royale to me is just killing someone. And I'm like, okay, I feel justified now. That's what I miss about the the multiplayer that you were playing, like Team Deathmatch. It's like, you die, you come back. You know, you have to be as bad as John to not get a kill. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Can't wait for John to listen to this episode. We have to keep doing that to make sure he still listens to the podcast. We had to throw a little quip in there. It's kind of like when we did, when I did Sean and I talked about the Tetris piece. Same thing. We had to do that. If Sean doesn't text us back about it, then it's like, he didn't listen to it. Well, the worst thing is uh, his wife listened to it first and then he was like four <laughs> episodes behind and he didn't even want to listen to it until she like kind of nudged him along. It's like, hey, they, they, they talked about you. You got to listen. We talk about him a lot. Going to talk about him a lot in this episode as well. Speaking of which, Andrew, what's this episode all about, babe boy? Well, this episode is all about multiplayer memories. Memories that have actually been accrued from our years of playing multiplayer because that is a platform style that we enjoy greatly. Not only does it help to incorporate other people into the mix, but you don't have to worry about like little NPCs that are running around, that things that are just computer generated. Uh, you have to worry about the the RNG aspect of it, you can actually test your skill against someone else. When it comes to multiplayer memories and different things video game related, that's exactly what the VGL podcast is all about. But just as a quick reminder, remember, we're part of a a good umbrella company of podcasts and the creative brain candy. And there are other good podcasts out there that may not be necessarily video game related, but are still just as good, if not better, because sometimes we're not as good. But thank you for listening. Anyway, we do greatly appreciate the support. 
We love you all. But check out creativebraincandy.com. Check out the other podcasts. Listen to the other ones. Check out Simply Stogies. Simply Stogies is a fun cigar broadcast. And who better to explain it than James himself? Hello, everyone. This is James from Simply Stogies Podcast, a member of the Creative Brain Candy Media Cooperative, inviting you to check out simplystogies.com for the latest in cigar reviews, product reviews, lounge reviews, and in-depth interviews from around the industry. If you're interested in cigars or the cigar culture, visit simplystogies.com. And thank you for listening to this podcast on the Creative Brain Candy Media Co-op. Like I said, go check them out. Check out the whole scope of what's under the umbrella of Creative Brain Candy because there's a lot of good things out there. There are a plethora of interests and subjects that you may also enjoy. So feel free to check them out and let us know what you think. But on to the topic at hand, multiplayer memories. I, I don't really think any other topic that we've had besides like our, our, our usernames or like what got us into gaming or this and that, I don't think we've sunk as much time into any other topic of experience as you, me, or even John with multiplayer. Like John gave us experiences before about whenever he was playing like Mortal Kombat with his sister about how we played Siphon Filter years ago in his room with the air taser, try to shoot somebody off the second floor of the ruins with an air taser. But Kevin and I have a good handful of memories that we can share with you today. By the time this is all done, hopefully you all will have enjoyed the different memories that we'll have shared, and it may even unlock a core memory that you've experienced yourself. And if that's the case, or if there's something different that you've experienced, let us know. Check us out on Twitter at VGL Podcast, or even Instagram at VGL underscore podcast. Now, if you're like me, and you buy a video game, it may have a campaign to it. You're like, ah, fuck it. I don't want to play a campaign. I don't need the story mode. I just want to shoot some people. I just want to play against other people. Then maybe this is the episode for you. If not, I'm sorry. You could probably scroll on to the next episode. But Mm-mm. here we are for now. Don't you fucking dare touch that doll. I know where you live. Yeah, you. Don't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Listen. And it's not all about shootings. No, it's not. There's there's a lot of fun. There's going to be a couple uh, games on this list that probably don't even have a gun in it, I think. Maybe. Yep, I got one. I got one at least that doesn't have a gun in it. Huzzah! They're not all first-person shooters. There's going to be a lot of... Uh, there's going to be a lot of first-person shooters on here because that was, you know, the the thing to do for multiplayer was, was first-person shooters. But do us a favor. After you listen to this list... Or maybe even while you're listening to the list and something pops in your head, tweet at us, hit us up on Instagram, show us a picture of one of your favorite games that had your uh, favorite multiplayer moments. Definitely, we we go on there, we check that out all the time. Great way to get to us uh, if you ever want to, you know, communicate with us instead of just like, I don't know, talking to your phone and pretending you're here in the room with us while we're drinking and talking about video games. Just yelling at the phone, that didn't happen to me. Or I know exactly what you're talking about. Tell us. We can't always hear you through the phone. Kevin May, he's got good security and good tech. I'm dumb. I 
You, you got to tell me over Twitter. <laughs> he barely understands Twitter, so good luck with that one. What, what's a tweeter? <laughs> a couple of these we are going to talk about. We may have already mentioned, but as we said earlier in the episode, Andrew is old, so he sometimes forgets. And they might have been from a, a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So even though you've listened to it up to this point, we're on episode 20, baby. <laughs> It may have been episode three with that <laughs> terrible audio quality. We're just here to remind you. Only Andrews was terrible. For those, we will try and keep it a little shorter. That way you don't have to sit here and be like, oh my God, I heard the story again. It's like going over to my grandparents' house. and They tell me how much they had to walk up the hills both ways to go to school or something. In the snow. I'll start with one of the, the multiplayer moments that me and Andrew tried. That was actually a hoax. It was an April Fool's. Uh, back in 2002 from Electronic Gaming Monthly. I loved Electronic Gaming Monthly. I got the magazines all the time. I actually have been looking on eBay trying to find some cheap copies just to, to peruse them again just for fun. Uh, in Electronic Gaming Monthly, every April, they always loved playing some really hellacious April Fool's pranks. This one, I would say, is the most famous. At least it's the one that I remember the most. And it was that you can unlock Sonic and Tails in Super Smash Bros. Melee. And in order to do this, you had to, and we tried, there was a mode called Cruel Melee, where it took the AI and you could you can change their difficulty from 1 to 9. And me and Andrew were really good at Melee. We played a lot of it and we got really good at it. A lot. Yeah. And we could beat level 9 computers like we would play one against three and we would we would play the the level nine computers and we would beat them cruel melee was insane and you had to defeat 20 of these and i think it was like four of them at a time and they were insane they were just imagine a humanoid figure in a black and white bodysuit that's kind of what they look like but they could they they would drop down and they would be one of the characters you can play in melee, but you didn't know which one until they did the moves. And they were fucking hard. You'd have this blacked out mannequin running after you and you don't know what move he's about to attack you with. Mm-hmm. And it, it copied their like movements and stuff like that. So you didn't know how fast they were moving. You didn't know if it was going to be like Fox speed or Bowser speed. You didn't know any of that shit. So in order to unlock Sonic, you had to defeat 20 of these. And we got up to like, 15 i don't think we ever i don't think we ever did 20 we spent i don't know a month trying to do this until the next magazine came out and said it was like ah just kidding not real please stop (laughs) and i think we still kept on trying because they had they had a uh, i remember the image vividly they had the roster up and they had sonic in the bottom right picture uh bottom right corner next to roy him there and they had tails on the left side Next to Pichu, like it looked like it fit because the roster was, it was like nine or 10 characters on top, nine or 10 characters below that, seven to eight characters below that. So they had two empty squares on the left and right. And they just fucking put tails on the left, Sonic on the right. So it looked like it was a complete fucking rectangle. So we were convinced. And this was before like Photoshop was huge. So for someone to be able to actually create the right the right imagery, the right background, have it fit in there, mimic it right, like, it convinced us. Yeah. It convinced a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever did the 20, but I know damn well 
we we would pass controller off back and forth. We'd be like, okay, all right, I got to like eight. Andrew, your turn. Andrew got to like ten. All right, my turn. And this is what we did, and we would just be rooting each other on, and we would get so angry because we were we felt like we were so close, and just never got it. And of course, we couldn't because it was an April Fool's joke. But that was that was one of my favorite memories of melee. We, I have a lot of memories of melee. A lot. When I think melee, that's what I think about for sure. And I mean, for the same aspect of Super Smash Brothers, I'll even revert back to the N sixty four version. We did a lot of just attacks. We started getting good at knowing attacking with Captain Falcon. When to palm slam with Donkey Kong, Thunderbolt with Pikachu and all that but it wasn't until we started getting like bored everything was just kind of like too easy just you know being able to play around like oh we could just beat this just being in the heavy all offense move so i think you challenged me to play as one of the weakest characters that had like no attack and that was jigglypuff and so i took the challenge And I played as Jigglypuff, and not only did I play once, I continued to main Jigglypuff for a while. And that taught me how to move and dodge. I mean, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I had to dodge everything. Because if I did a down B move and put myself to sleep and I missed, I'm just a sitting target. So I had to figure out the right way and the right moves to dodge all those heavy attacks that I used to give and then find my opening with a little hey a little punch, or then maybe try to put you asleep or something like that. But I remember trying to do that and then actually starting to get good, and that that was unlocking a whole new experience of how I can play the game. And I found myself getting better. It's one of those, like, you know, you watch someone else play the game and you're like i never thought about doing this or doing that and then that creates a whole new experience as to how you can play and how much better you can get that was my experience for super smash brothers was playing as jigglypuff so thank you for the challenge (laughs) not a problem every time i hear that stupid ass jigglypuff fucking get so pissed because my character falls asleep and i know he's his little fat ass is going to be waddling over and down being, and then he fucking... Oh, I didn't run. I waddled <laughs> yeah. on over. I was smug. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, man. God. Did you ever play Rainbow Six Vegas with us? I can't remember. Um, yes. I, I didn't do it much, because I remember that was about the time of uh, Modern Warfare 1. Mm. And I remembered it was, it was difficult not being able to run. I always wanted to run everywhere and there was no running button. But I started getting into like playing a little bit of Vegas, but I remember my internet connection wasn't the best to be able to play with you guys all the time. I enjoyed playing, but <laughs> we uh we didn't play multiplayer cuz uh, I remember the multiplayer being kind of whack. Uh we played a little bit, but what we were trying to do was reach level 50 in the original Rainbow Six Vegas. And we found the best way to do that was Terrorist Hunt. So me and my buddy Wookie would play Terrorist Hunt. And we played with a couple people from wherever the fuck we were working at the time. Or from school. And Terrorist Hunt is literally you would spawn on this map. 
and you had to kill all the terrorists on the map. Usually it was like 30 to, to 40 or something. And we would play the same map over and over again, and we had it down to a science. And the way you tricked them was you would have, it was like three or four of us, I think, but it was always me and Wookiee for sure. We would go up this like center room, and there was this room that had like four or five of them. And so what we would do is one person would stand to the left of the door, the other person is standing behind this like little barrier with their shotgun, aim down the sights of the door, and then the person beside the door would just jiggle the door. They would open and close it, open and close it, open and close it, open and close it until the fucking terrorists would come out. And then you just go, you'll just shoot them with shotguns. And that's all we did. And we did this for hours and days. I remember I was working with my dad at the door shop. We were playing Rainbow Six Vegas Terrorist Hunt until like four in the morning. And I had to be at work at like six. <laughs> and my dad was pissed. Because <laughs> I was tired as fuck. But I was like, dude, dad, the terries. The terrorists. You know, we got to stop the terrorists. Had to jiggle the door. And we would take turns jiggling the door back and forth to so with the other person can get the kills. Because it was very boring jiggling the fucking door. Never hit 50. At least I didn't. I think I finally gave up. I think we got pretty close. Because it was so much experience. Like, it was like the amount of experience it took to get from 1 to 40 was the same amount of experience it took to get from 40 to 45. And then yep. that same amount of experience was at 45 to 46. It was so much work. And I think at level 50, you were supposed to unlock this like gun or something. I don't, I don't remember that. I just remember jiggling those fuck. Every once in a while, I'm like, look, you man, you remember, remember Rainbow Six Vegas? Remember Terrorist Hunt fucking jiggling this door? And he's like, yeah, man. Fuck those terrorists up, and then we'll high five like we're Team America or something. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it, man. I, I've got a uh, a memory with Wookie too. Call of Duty Modern Warfare One. Wookie was part of a clan with a bunch of guys from Kentucky. They were a riot, and I don't remember why you didn't play as much Call of Duty at that time. I ended up playing with Wookie more, so. I think I was dating what's her name at the time. That's probably why. Uh, oh yeah. That's probably why. Yeah. I think no, that might have been when I was living up in Annapolis. That might have been when I was working like two jobs. Was it? I think so. Maybe. But me and Wookie would play online with this uh clan from Kentucky and every match, like it didn't matter where we were, everyone had their noob tube grenade launcher set up dialed up aimed as the countdown was going and then as soon as it hit one zero you just hear sick doop, 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 doop. <laughs> and then you see fucking counters adding up of deaths <laughs> adding up like between matches they're just cussing us out <laughs> but at the beginning of each of the match you hear everybody fighting over all right i'm gonna get the first one no I, i'm i'm getting it this time no it's me i'm getting it this time they were fighting over who's going to get the first new tube. And it was it was fun because it was just like, oh, oh, oh Wookiee got it. Oh. <laughs> I was so shit with the new tube. But I remember Wookiee, uh, it was that silo map where all it, it had all the fucking holes in the middle where all the nuclear missiles were supposed to launch out of and you could fall in them. I remember him just like every time, start of the match, he'd go, Foomp! and then he'd get like one or two kills. And he's like, every time, he'd be like, 
Thread the needle, baby boy. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and that was, honestly, whenever I was explaining that whole experience, that was the map in my head. <laughs> Dude, he would fucking, I don't know how he did it. He had such precision. He knew exactly where he to He knew fucking, right where to go. <laughs> it's just like, all right, if I put the dot, I'm going to put this cursor lining up with here, with here. All right, doot, doot. I used to give him so much shit for using the noob tube. Well, and that was the thing, because if whenever it was the, that's why it was called the noob tube, is because <laughs> it was the underbarrel grenade launcher that took zero skill <laughs> to actually use. And someone could just shoot you while you're peppering them with bullets. You don't kill them, but they can immediately kill you. Well, they just decided to make a whole fun game out of it. I joined in. <laughs> All right, who's going to get the first kill? doesn't matter we're just sending mortar shells over towards the enemy spawn <laughs> it was good time god man that's that, that's those are the uh the online multiplayer matches I, I fucking miss for sure andrew do you remember when halo 3 dropped me you sean and wookie would play uh forge and we uh mr sean by the way uh we would play uh, forge mode in Halo 3, which was where you can kind of create your own maps or drop in items and stuff. And they had added a vehicle called the Elephant. And this was like a moving fortress. It was massive. Yes. Just think of a tank mixed with a tank, mixed with a tank, mixed with a tank on steroids. <laughs> it is massive. It's like the size of a Gundam, but it's a rectangle. We spent hours. Not playing Team Deathmatch, Capture Flag, Griffball, nothing Griff like ball. that. We spent hours trying to flip this elephant. I don't know why. I think we might have heard that you could do it, and we were like, we got to do it. And we would spend hours trying. We would drive it up cliffs, and we would get close, and then we would, we'd be like, okay, we'd, we'd hone in on that. We're like, okay, this has got to be the way to do it. And then we would all get like gravity hammers, like, okay, if we all hit it at the same time. And they're like, okay, that's kind of close. Maybe if we took the Banshee and like drove underneath it while three of us hit it. We spent so much time trying to flip this stupid vehicle over. And I don't know why, other than we could. And I don't know if we ever did, but I know we got super fucking close a lot of times. And that's I what- don't think we did. That was the problem. <laughs> that's what drove us. We were like, we know we can do it. We have to do it. We don't know how to do it. We got we to gotta figure this out. One person would go off because they had to go to work or go eat dinner. The other three would still be fucking testing out theories and shit. This was like days into weeks that we would try to flip this stupid fucking elephant. That's probably my favorite Halo 3 memory, to be honest with you. Like, I love Halo 3, but that right there. I, I know we had a lot of fun, uh, us four boys on it. I remember Wookiee's uh, mom. Wookie is really artistic when it comes to pretty much anything. He's very, he's very artistic, which is something I, I don't have. But he would take pictures of us in Forge mode, and then his mom would print them out. I remember he had this binder of, oh, yeah. of printed out pictures of us playing, like our, our Halo avatars fucking playing Halo 3. So that was really cool. It was usually on the same fucking map we were trying to flip the elephant. Dude, Halo had a lot of lot of fun memories. He mentioned like Griffball when that came out. Oh, we could play soccer but with gravity <laughs> hammers. But the whole forge aspect, that's just a uh, that was unheard of at the time. You mean we can actually create a map 
of the game that we have been loving to play for years now? That's cool. I'm not smart and creative enough for it, though, so I'll have to play someone else's map. That's what I had to do, because I'm dumb like that. No, I'm just not. I'm not creative. My next one, it still piggybacks off of the Halo aspect, but it's it's Halo 2. We're going back to about the time, I think, I think you were still living, as this is when you were living in Annapolis as well. John was getting married, and John's bachelor party was on a certain weekend. And the poor guy got sick. The timing of it, it was absolutely terrible. I felt like, I, I felt awful because this bachelor party was set up and the poor guy was sick. We were supposed to do an airsoft thing outside and then go do this video game land party at a house and he was sick. So we weren't able to do the airsoft thing, but we did end up doing this land Halo 2 party. Um, so all the guys got together. We had pizza and sodas and whatnot. And we had four Xboxes set up all throughout this house. Two in the living room with two TVs, one in the kitchen, and one in a spare bedroom. All land up so that we could play Halo 2 together. That was, that was awesome. John was able to have enough energy to be able to have fun and enjoy that and like have the camaraderie. And like we were there supporting him, not trying to push him but just to have fun with him in celebration. But I can remember there was one guy in particular that I kind of kind of struck a chord with because he was just bragging, boasting, like, oh, yeah, I just... Uh, Halo 2 is my thing. Like, I, I just... Uh, I'm good at it. I could, I could snipe anybody and this and that. And I'm like, okay, buddy, you already pissed me off a little before this. Uh, we're going to have some fun with this. I'm in the farthest away isolated room. I'm in the spare bedroom. There's, I think, 15 of us that ended up playing over the land. I didn't put my name in as a profile because that's what you can do. You can put your profile name. So, oh, you got killed by Drizzle. You got killed by Chaz. No, I kept cycling out and back in and it would give me a <laughs> default name. My default name was Donut. My default <laughs> name was Mongoose. And I kept doing that and I would devastate the match. <laughs> And I would, I would notice which one he was because he was this bravado color. He was this character. He was always near the same spot. I'd snipe him off of the ridge. I'd grenade him when he was in a vehicle. Like it was just, it was easy pickings. But because I kept cycling my name, he didn't know who I was. So after like the second or third game, he's like, I can hear him yelling from the living room. <laughs> who is Donut? <laughs> I just got sniped by Donut. Like, <laughs> uh, there was such a sense of satisfaction about that. It was, it was rather great. I got plenty with Halo. Not too many of Halo Two. I mean, we had the super bouncing, which we talked about before uh, in previous episodes. For sure, Halo One got some very fond memories of Halo One. Uh, I'll, I'll jump into two of them. Uh, one was when we did the duo tourney, uh, Andrew. Oh, uh, yes. And at the local Game Crazy. And we destroyed up until the point of the final match. And we played that one alien spaceship map that we never played. I thought it was a fucking new map. <laughs> we never yes. played this fucking thing. We had hundreds of hours in Halo and we never played this fucking map. And we got utterly decimated. But we got second place and we both still have the shirts. 
I wear that shirt all the fucking time. Mine is the legendary uh, logo on the front with uh, the Halo symbol on the back. I think, Andrew, which one's yours? Yours is just the... the just as Halo. Yeah. I think it might have been Halo 2. Yeah. Because it was, it, was, it was like a Halo 2, you could win a copy or something. But, yeah. But the game hadn't officially come out or something, so we played, we did Halo 1 tourneys. My other favorite memory... So I did this on two different occasions, maybe three, because we went back and we played through Halo campaign together. But I remember doing this to you once, and I remember doing this to Sean. So in the campaign, we played co-op. Me and Sean played co-op, and me and Andrew played co-op. And I remember it was the second map when you first got the Warthog. You got the Warthog, you went down this hill, you took a right, you did like a Yui, and you came out in this open world where there's a cliff to your left. And I knew that's what you're <laughs> going to talk about. I remember it every time. So if you drove fast enough, there was a checkpoint. And I was always driving for some reason because they trusted me. And I, for both a of terrible them, mistake, for, really. for both of them, I remember driving and getting a checkpoint. And then driving that fucker off the cliff. And we would, I did that for like half an hour. Within a matter of <laughs> seconds. Because we would spawn and the, the warthog is doing like Mach 3 heading towards this cliff. So you had to hit X with like a couple frames <laughs> to jump out. So then it was just a, a thing of me trying to jump out while they went off the cliff. And then if they got out, then it would be a firefight. But then we would both die. And then the checkpoint would respawn. So then we had to do it all over again. I did that so many times to both of them. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. I got to the point I was I was ready to leave your house and just go home one day. <laughs> and I would do it again. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> now it'd probably be a little different. It'd be a little easier. It'd be a little nicer. I'd understand a little better, but back then it was like I just want to fucking beat this level. Will you drive straight? <laughs> But no, like I couldn't, I was more frustrated with myself that I couldn't hit the X button to get out of the Warthog in time. Every time it loaded up, it had like a delay to it and I couldn't hit the button quick enough to actually get out. So going back to the noob tube, I was texting Wookiee on the side because obviously we're talking about him. I texted him. I was like, now we're talking about Modern Warfare noob tubes. Let's see. What does that say, Andrew? Bro, I could thread a needle with that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking can't make that shit up, man. God damn it. Oh man. What's your what's your next one, Andrew? Uh well, and we've talked in previous episodes about the Halo 2 super jumps. John and I have mentioned before about Metal Gear Online and Thug Muffin against Black Mamba. We've even mentioned before about how you and I and your sister played Goldeneye 007 on the N64. And you shot your sister, who was not even in frame, <laughs> with the golden gun, somehow perfectly. I think that was uh, I think that was our top gaming moments, maybe. But it was Goldeneye at, at the facility, at the outside area, at the helipad. Because I had just I, I had just opened up the door, that metal door, and I did it because the uh, the radar. She was just going boop boop yep. boop like fucking pong, running along the perimeter in the snowy snowy darkness. <laughs> But, I mean, if we're going to continue on with Halo, I still remember our LAN parties at your house. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. 
before multiplayer became a big thing, Kevin and I would play co-op as well as against each other. And after a while, against each other got frustrating because one of us would always be more dominant. It varied day to day. It varied map to map. But there were times where it just like one person was in a better headspace than the other and they were able to just continue to dominate. And it was like, oh my god, I don't want to keep dealing with this. Q inviting neighborhood kids over. Mistake. So we were able to do a, a land party. <laughs> and we actually had it set up so that, you know, me and Kevin, at two on four. We even did a two on five at one point where you and I were, on, were sharing a screen with one of their guys. <laughs> and four of them were in the other room. And we just <laughs> snipe them. They're wandering around, walking straight in the open. They were very angry. <laughs> I don't know. Because we would win. You always went to 50, and we would win like 50 to like 15. 16. Yeah. yeah. It, it was bad. But uh, that's how me and Andrew practiced a lot. We would go against the neighborhood kids because we didn't, we didn't have online. I think, we saw, I think I saw a dial-up at the house. There wasn't too many tournaments at Game Crazy. Uh, obviously, we went when we could, uh, when they had it. But that's what we had to go against. We didn't. How it's what we were supposed to get better if we just, I mean, we can only do so much when we play against each other all the time because we, we'd figure out how each other played and all that. So it was a lot of fun playing with neighborhood kids, but they were very angry. And I remember a lot of throne controllers <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yes. They were our controllers too. So. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Here's a classic. Me and Andrew, I remember I got this game from a neighborhood kid uh, named Robbie. It was a PS1 game. I don't remember how we ended up getting it, but somehow me and Andrew got it, and we ended up playing it all the fucking time. And it was called Jedi Power Battles. That was such a fun game. <laughs> Dude, I went back. That game is shit. <laughs> it's, what? The controls are terrible. Don't get me wrong. I still love that game. It's near and dear to my heart, but it's, uh, it is aged poorly. That's disappointing. <laughs> but it's um, Jedi Power Battles is a PS1 game where you start off with five different Jedi and it's RPG-esque where you could, if you did really well in the level, you would get experience points and you can unlock different force powers, upgrade your health, upgrade your the amount of force magic you had. And me and Andrew played that through that a lot because we wanted to, because you want to unlock five different secret characters. And the game was really tough, mostly because of the... The jumping aspect was pretty hit or miss. Uh, There's a lot of jumps that didn't look like you would make it, but then you would make it. So we played that all the time. And Andrew, I remember I played Qui-Gon and you played Obi-Wan. Is that what it was? I think so, because we played off the like older, younger aspect. Yeah. And so we unlocked most of the characters by beating the game like that. And then I eventually picked up like Plo Koon. And then you picked up the chick with the like red-pink lightsaber. I had no idea what her name is. The one thing I remember most about playing that game is there's two things. One was the second level boss where you met Jar Jar Binks, but then you had to fight this like gigantic, ugly-ass worm. The second thing was whenever you picked up a power-up, and Andrew always did this, when you picked up the power-up, the character would go, <laughs> so, so Andrew would always fucking do that shit. He would do, he did that so many times throughout our fucking friendship. He would just, just randomly go, 
<laughs> I fucking love it, man. Oh man, I can't. I, anytime I pick up that game, I think of you going. <laughs> and it's the dumbest shit ever. We got to figure out a way to play it online. <laughs> yes. Or hey, that's what we can do on stream. You could do. You could do one. I could do one. We'll just keep going. See how far we get. That's a good idea. I like. It. I like it a lot. <laughs> Uh, I was switching off of Halo, going back to Call of Duty, because that's a lot of what I have for a lot of my memories. And I mean, we're not going to hit all of them just here. I mean, we're just going to give you a, a decent handful. I've already talked before about, you know, playing Modern Warfare 2, getting my first nuke, the ones that came later and the feeling that came with that. A lot of good games on Terminal and even Overgrown, but Black Ops 2... When you weren't able to do nukes anymore, changing over from Modern Warfare to Black Ops was very difficult. And I don't like I don't know if it was just the way that the hitbox is regulated or what it was, but I could go for an easy, like, twenty some kill game without dying, and then I had to go back I'm dying after four kills. So I had to figure out my, my methods, I had to adjust to Black Ops and their style. And when I did, I'd get the attack dogs. And I just loved, like, calling in attack dogs and having these puppies run all around and kill people while I'm uh, up in the crow's nest and firing range. I'm looking down on them like, uh, don't you shoot at my dog, pow, pow. <laughs> while they're distracted by the dogs, you know, then you take them out. It's, it was good times. Good times. Yet another one that I didn't play. I, didn't, I wasn't a Black Ops guy. For sure. I was Modern Warfare all the way. I mean, they were both fun, respectively, in their own ways. It was strange how different they were. They were two completely different versions of Call of Duty. Right. Well, I mean, it's like they both took what they thought a multiplayer shooter was and then built it up. Instead of both sharing the same thing and then just working off of each other for each of their co- or each of the respective companies, but... It was like they both just, you know, started their own styles. That was probably for the best. It kept it it kept it fresh. And I think what didn't burn me out of Call of Duty was so much was buying both of them because it came out every fucking year. Yeah. I think that helped with me not getting burnt out. So I'm kind of glad I didn't. One game that didn't get a lot of love for its online. And I think it's kind of the developer's fault. They didn't. And it's kind of what happened with the sequel was Red Dead Online. I love Red Dead Online. Me and Wookie played it all the fucking time. Uh, you could do such crazy shit, and I think it was just overcast by Grand Theft Auto, and I think Rockstar just put all of their attention into Grand Theft Auto, and, I mean, we talked about it before, that it's what made money. But I feel like Red Dead Online could have really done well had they done anything with it. But I remember me and Wookie, it was near the end of Red Dead Online, we went to some desert and there was a canyon and we, Wookiee was on one side, I was on the other and we hunted this guy down fucking mercilessly. We saw him leave town, we followed him and then we killed him. Killed his horse, killed him and then he would keep spawning in this little fucking like canyon where me and Wookiee had full ammo for sniper rifles 
on either side of the canyons. <laughs> so Wookie would get the kill and then he would come running the other way and then I'd get the kill and he's and we were so far apart that he kept on spawning in this little like canyon. <laughs> and I think he eventually quit. Wouldn't you? No. <laughs> I would try and persevere because I have a strong mental fortitude unlike this motherfucker. He tried. I'll give him that. He tried <laughs> to kill us. But we had the height advantage. We had the weapon it's advantage. Over Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got the high ground. Yeah, for sure he was a uh, Darth Vader in that, in that story. Like I've said this before, anytime we talk about some of our favorite moments online, I realize we're just dicks. <laughs> and that was definitely a dickish moment. That was your uh, Thug Muffin Black Mamba moment? <laughs> yeah. like- except we don't even remember this guy's name. We talk about this all the time, and I, I, I hope this person talks about it. Like, he, he fucking sold Red Dead because he didn't he couldn't play anymore. You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> oh, man. But it was a lot of fun just hunting this guy because we legit, like, before he died the first time and spawned back in the canyon, we hunted his ass. We were following him on fucking horseback. We were doing everything we could to fucking kill this guy. And I don't know why. I think he was, like, the only person online with us. So he was it. <laughs> That's just, that's just me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. From the guy who fucking, from the guy who who made Black Mamba quit gaming for the rest of his life. He's probably reading a book right now, afraid to turn on I TV. Mean, I honestly have no room to talk, <laughs> but it's from experience that I can say that that was mean too. Probably a little less mean was, uh, we've also talked about this before in brief. You, me, and Mr. Sean were able to try to play over the internet on the 3ds triforce heroes that was just a fun little memory like whenever we were actually able to get together time it together because it's not something that you could just hop on like an xbox or playstation like we had to figure out the way that we could okay are you going to be close to a wi-fi yeah uh, all right well can can you hop on discord or or should we do like a three-way call or the three of us playing triforce heroes together that was fun and I think you mentioned it in one of the last episodes that was just like, there are so many like little pokes, <laughs> little things that we could do, like just irritate each other. <laughs> you have three links running around. We're each controlling a link. Kevin's going to come up to one of us and just try to pick us up and throw us. Hey, man, you guys did it too. Don't make me out to be the bad guy here. You guys did it too. I did it first. Okay. But you guys did it too. Well, and that's that's when it unlocked. Oh, we can do this. Oh, this is how we're playing it. Okay, all right, we'll we'll do that then. But that, that was that was just fun. That was the time where the three of us grew up a little, and we weren't able to be around each other as much as we used to. And to be able to get together and to do something like that together again, that was good times. Still want to go back and finish that game with you two, because yeah. I I think it'd be a a fun time. <laughs> I agree. I also have a memory with you and Mr. Sean, and it was a game that all three of us sunk hundreds of hours. Sean might have almost hit a thousand, and that was Fantasy Star Online for the GameCube. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we would play that game all the time. Like, don't get me wrong, growing up, we played a lot of video games. We also played outdoor sports. So our neighbors would come over, and I remember, Andrew, we were over your house one time, and one of the neighbors was knocking on the door, and we were in the middle of a fucking boss fight. 
And we couldn't explain to them that this was technically an online game and we could not pause it. Could not get it through their head whatsoever that you could not pause this game. If we paused it, it went to a pause menu, but the fighting kept on continuing. A lot of memories of PSO. I remember Sean finding such good rare shit. I remember going over your grandmother's house and we played that shit in her living room fucking till like 3 a.m. eating fucking pizza. Because that was definitely a game that you had to grind for the RNG to get better, to (laughs) level up, to have To get the best weapons. Yeah. You could beat the game, and then once you beat the game, you unlock like New Game Plus, and then New Game Plus Plus, and all that stuff. So the enemies kept on... It was the same exact game, but the enemies had more health, and they did more damage. But we played that game over and over again. Never touched... Fantasy Star Online 2. <laughs> you didn't. I tried it. Like, I tried a couple hours of it, and I was like, you gotta try this, dude. It's nostalgia. It's a little better. It just reminds you of what we used to do. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get to it, whatever. Oh, oh no, no, things no, no, are no. just so hectic right now. I'm not talking about the new one. I remember on the GameCube version, it had Fantasy Star Online, but it also had Fantasy Star Online 2. I'm talking about that, too. Apparently not. <laughs> no, it had... It, but that's okay. Okay, so it had it had two different versions. We always played the same exact one. We always played the first one. We went through the jungle. We went and fought that boss on that raft. Uh, we ended up fighting the boss in that like big ass I don't know Final Fantasy area. We always played the same one over and over again. You had the robot factory, but then oh, but instead there was one that was like spaceshipy. Yeah, and, and we never. We, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We never played that one, ever. I started to, and then it's, I got to the opening areas, and I got my initial, like, I got my mag to follow me around, and yeah, I didn't get very far with that one at all. It'd be interesting to try it again. I know Sean still has his character. Sean had the coolest, he always was always a force user, and he had the coolest fucking magic. I remember one of his magic users had more powerful melee weapons than me and Andrew had combined. Yeah! And Andrew, I think you were always the hunter. I think I was usually the robot guy. We would just play that game forever. And thinking back now, I don't know how we did. Because we played on the shittiest fucking CRTs that were like 20 inches. And whenever we played three players, it would split it up into three squares while the bottom right square was black. So one person didn't get half the bottom screen. They still got a quarter of the screen while the other part was just black. And that's how we played. This tiny-ass TV, fucking three teenage boys who didn't know what deodorant was, stinking the fucking high hell. Middle of summer. Fans going, but the windows are closed. No AC. That. Oh, God. I bet if I went into a gym locker room and I smelled that, I would think of Fantasy Star Online. (laughs) I got to say, you've had some good picks so far, (laughs) bud. Look, man, video games have meant a lot, obviously, and the multiplayer aspect, when you have other people come in and join the experiences, it it sticks with me. I, I fucking, I think of these moments a lot. Well, especially when you have the randomness aspect, you know, you can't, you don't know what another person is going to do. You can kind of guess what an NPC is going to do, but you don't know what another person is going to do. You have people that don't know the game, people that do know the game, and then people that just want to troll. So the randomness of what another person can do, you don't know that somebody's going to be 
perched up on two opposite mountains <laughs> watching you in a valley, making you respawn so you can, they can just snipe you over and Suck over. Suck brick, kid. I've got one more for this time. We, we've done a lot of group things together. and Like I mentioned, Wookiee played with the Kentucky guys and they had their own clan and whatnot. There was times where, you know, I was part of a clan or this or that, but I didn't really feel as invested in it, I guess, because I was just more of the follower. It wasn't until COVID hit that me and a couple of co-workers actually got together and we created our own clan. Since then, we've, we'd start with it, we'd try with it, we would promote part of it, but we'd still always carry the name with us into the matches. We wouldn't always stream it or share what we've done, but the fact that our names are in the name, our investment is a part of it, and a part of the name and the legacy... My one buddy who ended up passing away, he was one of the guys that helped to create this clan. Like, Diamondback is something that I will remember. I will remember the the times that we actually got together to play Among Us over COVID. And that's how it kind of all started, whenever we transferred it over to Call of Duty and then to do Warzone. And then even the, the several Warzone clips that we have, Diamondback is something that will be ingrained in me and i'm happy for that there's a lot of memories that have just been happenstance or things that are funny or things that i'm glad i was a part of or just glad i was there to witness this is something i was glad i was a part of sorry i didn't mean to get so serious there do you have do you have a a favorite moment that you guys did in diamondback there's been a few of them when you jump out of the helicopter or the the airplane right away in Verdansk to for Warzone, where we'd go, where we'd fall, a lot of times we'd splat. We wouldn't pull the parachute, <laughs> we'd just splat. Like, oh, I got sniped. Um, different times where, because we didn't want someone to steal our vehicles, I would booby trap it with C4. Well, me as the dumbass and me as the OCD person, my uh, activate the C4 is XX. Like really quick. You have to tap it really quick. But my reload is X. And sometimes I'd get really excited about wanting to reload. And I'd tap X one too many times too quickly. And I'd either blow us up while we're in the vehicle, sometimes the helicopter, or uh, I would blow up our escape route. We have a long ways to run for the gas. <laughs> I've, I've got a few other clips that I've put up on... Uh, facebook and youtube and whatnot but i'll tell you what man we're gonna take those we're gonna try and upload them to instagram so people can see your dumbass blowing up your teammates because you can't fucking press x once you have to press it twice (laughs) in a rapid succession oh i I pressed it probably about seven (laughs) times each time reload 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 meanwhile it's like uh that scene in the dark knight where joker's leaving the hospital (laughs) with joker's just click 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 Me, he didn't mean to blow up that hospital. He was trying to reload his gun. That's what the problem was. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's all a misunderstanding. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this off for us. I think hands down is probably my my favorite gaming like multiplayer moment. It's definitely the funniest. So me and my buddy Wookie played Battlefield Three a lot. It was when I think Modern Warfare Three came out. And we didn't feel like it was as good as Modern Warfare 2. So we need a new multiplayer game. And Battlefield 3, we picked that up. 
and we fell in love. We fucking loved the massive maps, the the amount of people that could play the same maps at the same time. We always played conquest mode, which was where you had different points and your team had to go capture those points, kind of like capture the flag, except there was like five of them on a map. Whoever had more, whenever somebody died and respawned, you lost a ticket. And whoever lost all their tickets at the end of the match lost. Like, they were the loser. So, we loved it. And we and we always played uh, this one map called Operation Firestorm. It's this big-ass fucking desert. Uh, kind of, It reminds me of Texas because there was like an ore refinery in the middle. And it's desert. It's hot. You know, me and Wookiee were really good. I know me and Andrew say that a lot, but this... This game we fucking killed at, and we always played on the same squad together, and we always just played on the, uh, the squad for us two. You could have up to four people on your squad. Me and Workley were like, all right, let's just, me and you squad up, and then we'll be on, you're still on the team, because it was like 16 on 16, so you could have four squads, but me and Wookie would be on our own squad, and then we would just be on the team of 16, and we would help them to, to victory, because we, we won a lot on that map. We knew how to, we knew how to play. So, one of the things we loved doing the most was getting in the attack chopper. The attack chopper had the guy who can fly, and then you could have two people in the back to man machine guns. And we fucking rocked house. We, we could fucking pilot that chopper wherever the fuck we wanted, so we would always swap out whenever we died. So, if I was flying the chopper, and he was shooting, and we died... Then he would fly next time, and I would get in the pack. And uh, there were also transport helicopters that could carry up to like six bodies or something. They didn't have any guns. It was literally you get in and you drop people off at the certain point to help the conquest points. So we had just died, and this other squad just got squad wiped. So we spawn on the north end of Operation Firestorm, and there is an attack chopper, and there is a transport chopper. And this was like before party chat, so we're yelling at these guys like, hey, don't you fucking talk, touch that attack chopper, all right? Look at our kills. We're top of the fucking leaderboards. Give us the attack chopper if you want to win. Well, they end up taking it. So Wookie's like, all right, what? yeah. Wookie's like, fuck this. So we get in the uh, the transport helicopter. I swear to God, I wish I wish Xbox recording was a thing. They have to wait because there's like four of them waiting to get on the attack chopper. It, meanwhile, it's just me and Wookie getting in the transport helicopter. So he's like, fuck it, get in this, get in this stupid ass transport helicopter. That's worthless because you can't shoot. And since it took him a little bit of time, we got to ours first, got it fired up, lifted off the ground. This motherfucker goes, watch this. So we get lifted off the ground. The other guys, the four guys, Start lifting off the ground as well. Wookie banks hard left and slams the fucking transport helicopter into the attack copter. The attack copter fucking loses momentum, crashes into the dirt, explodes. He kills four of our fucking teammates, and then we drive off or fly off into the fucking sunset. Bro, I fucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing like a four team kill. And that's just that just uh environmental. That's not saying that oh he was directly killed by Woogie. It was like this chopper was like perfectly vertical and it just he just goes banks it to the left and hits the fucking chopper and then this chopper just hits the dirt and explodes. The confidence he said this and watched this. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man. I fucking, I, I died whenever we fucking landed because I fucking couldn't play because I was laughing so hard at how dumb <laughs> what he just did was. Of what he just did and did successfully. <laughs> By far my favorite. We get drunk all the time together and somehow this fucking comes up. I swear to God, I wish the recording was a thing back then because that, I would delete my child's birth video over that if I had to make room in my fucking phone. Because <laughs> that's once in a lifetime. I can have another kid. Alright. Theo, when you listen to this, you probably shouldn't be listening to you're like 18. When you listen to this, just know that's a true fucking story. Know your place. I thought you were going to say that's a true fucking <laughs> statement. I don't give a shit about your birth video. Close enough. <laughs> I enjoy that multiplayer has been something that not only have we shared, but we've also had a lot of enjoyment out of. And I mean, this just, this is like scratching the surface of the ones that like immediately came to mind of things that have happened to us throughout the years. But I know that there's going to be more and there'll, there'll probably be even a part two, four, six of this later on the run. Who knows? But we're still going to keep playing multiplayers. We're still going to have fun and keep playing games. But what have you guys done? What really sticks out in your head? What did you hear Kevin say or laugh about that was like, I was the guy in that fucking helicopter. How (laughs) dare you? I swear to God, if he's one of the listeners, I need to know. If you have any videos of stuff you did because they, you know, newer consoles do the video recording, or if you have any recording from your stream or anything, please share it with us. We want to see these things. We want to see what you guys are or thinking, doing, playing, all that stuff. We love it. Send us the YouTube link. Share us the video. Don't forget, Twitter is VGL Podcast, and Instagram is VGL underscore podcast. And thank you again for listening. Thank you for letting us share our experiences with you. And you're probably listening from either Apple Music or Spotify, but be sure to check out creativebraincandy.com for other podcasts as well as another place that you can even find us. Don't forget to check it out. Let us know what you think. And as always, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening and taking the time and even telling us, hey, you're wrong. Hey, you're (laughs) right. Hey, this was fun. Talk with us. We'll listen. We'll talk back. Until next time, I'm Andrew. This is Kevin. And we love you guys. Peace out. Bye-bye. See ya. What, what? Know your place. And who better to explain it than James himself? Hi, I'm James. (laughs) (laughs) I am not smart enough for the vocabulary. All right. (laughs) By the way, this episode brought to you by Andrew. (laughs) Andrew.